This podcast is for mature audiences 18 and over and for entertainment purposes only. Please contact your healthcare provider before pursuing any of our topics discussed. You're listening to Eat, Play, Sex with Dr. Cat, the place to get play, sex, and nutrition talk straight to your ears. Hey, lovers, and welcome to another episode of Eat, Play, Sex. I'm your sex expert, Dr. Cat. This is my first of many to come solo episodes where you just get the pleasure of my voice straight to your ears. Orgasm for your ears. Eargasmic. <laughs> It'll be fun. I want you to picture you and I sprawled out on a vegan sheepskin rug by the fire, drinking our matcha and sharing dirty, dirty, sexy secrets. Mmm, I know that's tantalizing. <laughs> but really, I was inspired to hop on and share with you all the insights and wisdoms that I've gained from whether it's my clients or whether it's from my own personal process of understanding myself as a sexual being or helping other people to discover who they are as sexual beings. I love bringing in our epic experts, and you get the pleasure of hearing my own. Ah! <laughs> well, today we're going to get into a topic that was inspired by an awesome conversation that I had with Olga Nadal of Divorce for Love, and that was in episode 54. Unfortunately, this conversation happened after the mics were off, and I just was in awe by this woman's everything that she was saying. And the topic we're going to get into today is around sexless marriages or sexless relationships, as this was something that she found to be one of the number one reasons that her clients were coming to her around their divorce, you know, whether they stopped having sex for years and by that point, it's a lot of people are like, well, what do we even do? How do we even go back to what it used to be? Generally, a sexless marriage is defined as one in which sex happens 10 or fewer times a year, which is actually a whopping 15 to 20% of Americans. That's a lot. And there's a lot of reasons why this is happening. Why sex has become less of a priority or a value in our relationships. And it doesn't have to be that way. But before we get into this, I want to thank all of you for tuning in. I want to thank you for the reviews that help me gain points in the podcast stratosphere. I want to thank you for sharing with your best friend, your mom, your neighbor. I want to thank you for letting me know how this info has rocked your sex world. And it's literally my pleasure because my goal here is to help you to eat, play, and sex better which really influences every aspect of our lives. The moment we can unlock our sexuality, we carry that energy everywhere we go. Now, if you haven't already, please head to eatplaysex.com where you can subscribe to the show, connect with me, and read more about how you can up-level your sex love and vitality. And I have some epic news for you. 
On July 1st, I'm launching my women's online program, Love.Body, which will guide you through six weeks of videos and play sheets on reclaiming the relationship that you have with your body and your sexuality from all points of the board. And we even have the stellar Diane Kayser as a guest expert, giving you the best nutrition protocols for balancing our hormones. Woo! And some sexy-ass yoga routines by yours truly. (laughs) This month, I'm giving away a free chapter of the program about why we're blocking our own pleasure. And it's really good for men and women alike. Being in this culture that we're in, where we've capped our own pleasure potential, which is really gross, I know. (laughs) And so many of us don't realize how we're perpetuating it. So click the link in the show notes, and I'm so happy to share. Join me every Tuesday evening at 7.30 Pacific Standard Time for a live Q&A. And all of this is going to be super helpful for what we're going to get into today. Sexless marriages, dun, dun, dun. Or sexless partnerships or relationships or polypods or unions or whatever it is that you identify with. What, what do we do when we've stopped valuing or prioritizing sex in our partnership? It's taking a toll on our love lives. Yet, how does this even happen? How does this even come about? In my own practice, I'll get couples who come in and express to me, you know, it's been five years, it's been seven years, it's been 12 years since whether the last time that they had sex or maybe they had sex a few times in those years, that they feel like roommates that they don't touch anymore. And for me, who sex has been become such a priority in my own life, and for many people, and for how much sex is out there, this can be shocking, right? How do we even get there? But it's almost like the crab in the boiling pot. The crab doesn't even realize that the boiling pot is boiling because it's been gradual over time. It's become a part of their life. How do you turn that back down? So some of the things that we look at, are you able to talk about sex? Sex is one of the number one conversation topics in couples that are difficult to have. And I get it. It's vulnerable. It's vulnerable to talk about our sexuality because it's so much about our identity and who we are whether we're afraid of how it's going to be received, or maybe we've had bad experiences in the past, or maybe we have unrealistic expectations around sex. And so we expect this, this sex to be natural, that it's supposed to just be spontaneous and out there. And we're ashamed when it's not. You know, having these conversations, especially with our partner, Somebody who is supposed to be this safe haven for us. But how many things we're projecting onto them? These fears, these anxieties, these these worries of rejection that may or may not even exist. In fact, when we don't talk about sex, when we don't bring these conversations up, we're not giving our partner the opportunity to show up in a way that we might not expect. Oof. So some of the ways that we can start these types of conversations, start talking about sex, 
if it's too much for you to bring up, hey, babe, like last night, I just felt so disconnected with you. And I don't know if you felt the same way. That might be super vulnerable to bring up. <laughs> so maybe you bring in some of my podcasts. Ah, I listened to Dr. Cat on this episode and <laughs> they were talking about this. I wonder what you think. Using a third party object to start these types of conversations can be really powerful. Bring in books, bring in podcasts, articles, or you can download my ebook, <laughs> Dirty Talk, tips on how you can have better conversations around sex. Ways that you can support your partner. You can point, pointing out ways that, are, that they are good in bed, you know, the positives before going into the, your curiosities or your fears or things that just aren't working for you. Kind of like adding a little padding. <laughs> Another reason that we might be stuck, <laughs> feeling stuck in a sexless marriage, you're probably under a lot of stress. You know, our culture is so go, go, go and production oriented, do as much as you can in as little time. And that's why we have technology so you can do more and more and more. <laughs> but because of that mentality, we're exhausted. You know, our adrenals are fatigued. Our hormones are out of balance. And how can we even think about sex? Well, we've got so many things on our plate. We've got kids to take care of. We've got a job to maintain. We've got, I get it, because we feel like we don't have the energy to give. And that's one of the pieces. We've reframed sex as something that is energy expenditure. I have to give more. I have to do more. I have to be more, right? But we forget that sex can also be so restorative and rejuvenating. We forget about the times that we engaged sexually with our partner and we felt filled for that evening, for the next few days, there was a lighter skip on our step or whatever they say. <laughs> and we just come to the conclusion of fear. I only have so many resources. I only have so much energy. I can't place it there. What's that going to do for me? It's only going to make me more exhausted. But what if it was only exhaustive and energy expending because we weren't having the sex that we actually like? Which brings me to the next reason that fall leads into sexless marriages. We have a mismatch in desire. We hear these conversations like, he has a, such a high sex drive and she has a low sex drive, you know, or vice versa. And, and that's the reason why we keep hitting this wall of, you know, one person initiates sex and they get tired of being rejected over and over again. So they just stop reaching out and nothing happens, right? But what if it was that somebody, that the people had different languages in which they spoke their sexual interests? So maybe one person is a little more kinky while the other person is more of a sensual person. In episode 39 with Jaya, we dove straight into this and it was so good. Tune into that episode if you haven't already, because what if 
We are adopting the sexual script or sexual identity of the other person instead of really tuning into what it is that turns us on. What is it that we desire? You know, have we given ourselves the curiosity to explore that permission to explore what I could like, what turns me on, what keeps me revved up? Or do we just fall into the socially constructed idea of what sex is or what we think it is and never challenge that for ourselves? Now imagine if you're somebody with low sexual desire, And your partner keeps nagging you and poking you and being like, hey, babe, have sex with me, have sex with me, have sex with me. And you're just like, no, no, I'm too tired. I can't do it. I don't want to. Have you ever gotten curious about what's going on there? You know, it may be that you're too tired and maybe that you're stressed out and your adrenals are fatigued, but could it also be something else? Could it be the way that your partner initiates sex? Could it be the way that your partner touches you? Could it be that you're not actually connected with your own body? Could it be that you haven't paid attention to the types of touch that you enjoy? And I know it can be scary to try new things because we're taking a chance. We're putting ourselves out there. But be mindful that this doesn't have to be personalized. You know, looking things up or introducing something into the bedroom with the intention of, hey, let's try this out. Let's play with this and see how this goes can remove some of the pressure on ourselves to succeed in whatever it is. You know, maybe we want to bring a sexy, kinky little crop into the bedroom. But as long as we can share with our partner, hey, you know what? I've always been curious about this. I wonder if we, if we play and see if I actually like it or see if you like it. You know, framing it in the way of play can help us to move past some of these feelings of of stuckness or boredom because we've stopped becoming curious. Now, we don't want to dismiss mental health struggles as well. You know, if you're experiencing anxiety or if you're experiencing depression or maybe you've experienced past sexual trauma, these are real issues that we can deal with. And of course, it takes us completely out of the mode of wanting to engage sexually because we we prioritize survival over sexuality any day, right? <laughs> I'd rather get away from this tiger than to bang here on the kitchen floor. Actually, I would rather bang on the kitchen floor than to get away from the tiger. But <laughs> in regards to sexless marriage, this may be something that we look into. If you're experiencing struggles with your mental health and you work with your psychiatrist or your mental health provider, maybe they give you antidepressant, which will only contribute to more issues in the bedroom, especially SSRIs. So get this checked out now. You don't have to be feeling the way that you're feeling for the rest of your life and your sex life does not have to suffer either. Be compassionate to your partner. If you see these symptoms of anxiety or depression, you see their mood being low, you see that this is a consistent thing, you know, help them out. There's so many ways that that these struggles can be addressed. You don't have to go to, to traditional therapy, but I highly recommend don't stay here. Struggles in your relationship? 
These can really impact our ability to be generous or open towards our partner. You know, if there's anger, if there's arguments that are going on, sure as hell, I'm not going to open my legs up to you. That's something we got to talk about. You got to be able to see me first. You ain't going to get any pleasure because my body's not going to be able to relax into the pleasure itself, especially if I'm pissed off. So address the things that are going on in your relationship first, especially like, ah, uh, for us women, if we are opening our legs to give pleasure to our partner and have sex with them because we feel it's an obligation, but we're still angry at them or we're still upset with them or we're still not feeling safe, guaranteed that's going to impact your pleasure potential. I see many women in my office who experience painful sex because they force their bodies to, to be open to sex faster than what their bodies actually were ready. So think about the pressure that we're putting on our bodies. Think about the types of mentalities that we're holding. Oh, I'll be okay. Or this is for him. Or he's done so much for me. I should do this for him. No, never. What? <laughs> Deal with some of these issues. Have these conversations. Move through the anger. Talk about things. I've got an episode with Alicia Munoz, uh, episode 45, that talks all about how to resolve conflict within relationships. Because it's not always easy. And we want you to be able to have the best sex life of your life. <laughs> you deserve it. <laughs> You know, another thing that just blows my mind, but I can definitely say that I've been a product of this myself, is the unrealistic expectations around sex, especially when we experience performance anxiety. You know, we are saturated with all these images around what sex is supposed to look like. And is that really what it is? Like, I'm thinking of these movies and... The way people move is just so perfect in the movies. Everybody's hair looks great. Everyone orgasms at the same time. There's this cosmic union happen, happening. Everyone's in perfect rhythm. I don't know. My sex in comparison looks pretty funny. <laughs> For mine, it's a lot of laughing, a lot of weird noises. Sometimes I've definitely fallen off the bed. <laughs> And so we think about what we see and we compare it to what we're experiencing and there's a dissonance there. You know, how are we able to give ourselves permission to be in the present moment when we're so worried about how this is actually supposed to, how this is supposed to be going or looking or feeling instead of allowing it to just be? You know, sexual desire isn't always spontaneous like uh, they show in the movies, or it isn't always just somebody looks at us and our whole body's turned on, or it isn't so much that we don't fumble and look super hot in the bed, you know, and our eyelashes perfect, and it's real, and our bodies make weird noises, and it's like, you know, all... I'm supposed to go all night and have the energy to go all night when half the time the average is, is actually 11 minutes, which I think that's needs to be changed. <laughs> Definitely think that needs to be changed, needs to be increased, but we don't have to have a marathon run and we don't have to make it such a production all the time. 
you know, can we rewrite the the script? Can we rewrite the script that sex has to be intercourse even? Some of the best sex of my life was all outer course. It was all this epic, sexy, like touching and rubbing and, and, and breathing and moving all over. And it included no intercourse at all, you know, especially for couples in which penetration is not possible, whether through because of difficulty with erections or painful sex or trauma or surgeries, you know, can, that doesn't need to be the reason that we stop having sex. We just need to get curious about what sex looks like moving forward. Oof, there's so much playfulness that can happen there. Ultimately, give yourself permission that the definition of sex can be different, different than what you've been experiencing. And I would invite you to more be in the process, be focused on your own pleasure and allow that to exude outward so everybody can be in that juicy energy of ah. But when we get so focused on performance or we get worried about Maybe my hand job isn't good enough, or maybe my going down on her isn't making her orgasm, so I'm not good enough. You know, these are the types of thinking that will instantly kill it for us. And that's just no fun. It's no fun to be in our heads worrying about how we're doing something. But when we drop into the pleasure of giving a hand job, when we get into the pleasure of, you know, going down on her, and we're not worried about the end result. We're not worried about what we're going to produce, but we are in the pleasure. She can find greater pleasure. He can find greater pleasure. And doesn't that just sound so much more fun? Two more reasons I want to leave you with that we struggle with the loss of sex in our marriages. And that's attachment strategies. So if you've been following me on Instagram, June is the month of healthy attachment where I go into exploring all the strategies and the conditioning that we engage in to make sure that our needs are met. And if we struggle with intimacy, you know, we struggle with closeness, then maybe over time, the depth of our marriages can actually trigger some of these internal fears, causing us to engage in ways that we either lose our erections or we pull away or we don't want to engage sex because it's, it's too threatening to us in our mind. Or maybe sex has always been something for closeness, but not for our own pleasure, but we engage in sex because it ensures that the other person stays with us. You know, by exploring some of these underlying motivations, then we can really get to the root of why so that we can understand and open ourselves to different choices, different ways of thinking, different ways of responding. And we don't have to keep reverting back to the default conditioning of getting frozen or pulling away. Helping calm the nervous system down to regulate the nervous system so that we can notice these different choices. Ugh, love that. So tune into my Instagram at sexloveyoga if you want more insight to attachment theory. And our final reason that leads to sexless marriages maybe biological, 
Maybe something with our hormones. Something that in our environment that's perpetuating this imbalance within our own bodies. In my women's program, I partner with Diane Kayser, who's also been a guest on this show. So check her out. In my program, she gives us all these nutrition protocols to help you balance out the hormones. Because I get, we don't want to be in our body when it's uncomfortable. So how can we make our body operate more effectively so that we can actually be in there, so that we can actually connect with the pleasure? And we can figure out maybe what are some of these things in my lifestyle that are perpetuating exactly this. Sex is an important factor in our relationships. And if we have found ourselves in this position where it just has not been present, it's time that we take a look at this. We don't want it to become something that leads to the end. I hope this conversation was inspiring. I would love to hear what you think. So be sure to join me live on Tuesday on Instagram, where we will dive into this and all your questions will be answered. Lovers, thank you again for tuning in. And if you enjoyed the show, please head to eatplaysex.com to subscribe to the show connect with me and get your free chapter from my online women's program launching July 1st. Because my goal here is to get you to eat, play, and sex better so you can improve your sex life, which we know will improve every aspect of your life. Until next time, yeah. Thanks for tuning in, lovers. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. You can find out more about our guests and topics from our show by checking out eatplaysex.com. Until next time, don't forget to nourish your sex life.